Conference Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everyone, for our final segment of Real Presence Live on a Thursday. Father Jason Leffer joining me, Father James Gross from our Grand Forks studios. Uh, reminder, in case you haven't uh, logged on to our website lately, realpresenceradio.com, we have a number of wonderful features there. It's a way for you to keep in tra- keep track of the uh, programming schedules, especially for our good friends in uh, Sioux Falls and the in South Dakota. There are numerous additional programs that they are making available locally as well as the uh, network programs during the week and on the weekends you can also join with our community of faith in offering prayer requests and uh, joining with those who have requested prayers as a part of our listening family here on Real Presence Radio. So that uh, website is realpresenceradio.com. Our next guest is joining us uh, with, uh, I believe, roots in the Sioux Falls uh, area and the Sioux Falls Diocese, uh, John Kahns. Welcome to Real Presence Live. Good morning. It's great to be here. Thank you very much for taking the time to visit with us. First of all, please uh, tell our listeners, uh, those who haven't heard of you, um, uh, a little bit about yourself and your background. Sure. My name, well, my name is John Kahn's. Uh, I've worked in professional ministry in various capacities at Catholic schools and in parishes, and then just partnering with different parish and diocesan events across the Midwest. Um, but yeah, but my roots are kind of in the Sioux Falls Diocese there, uh, as far as professionally, but I'm a small-town farm boy from Minnesota uh, at my core, and so that, that kind of leads to, to where I'm at now, which is uh, Lamar's, Iowa. My wife and I just relocated here. She finished up her surgical residency, so she's now working, um, starting her practice here in the ice cream capital of the world, so it's a <laughs> oh. new chapter, yeah. I'm oh, real excited. <laughs> now, why are they the ice cream capital of the world? How do they get that title? <laughs> well, it's the home of the Blue Bunny Corporation. So they, oh, there we are. Factories and everything I guess here, I have so. heard of them before, yeah. Can, can you show up and get free <laughs> <Right>. samples? <laughs> uh, you know what? If you come down here, I'll buy you a sample. There we go. Just a, when I'm in your <laughs> neighborhood, we're, we're going. So, yeah, that's, it's that's just, perfect. That's perfect. Basically, just to the north right. of Sioux City, right? Yeah. So, John, <laughs> yeah, can, yep, just north of Sioux City. Can you help? Uh, just give us uh, just a brief, um, your own kind of personal version, uh, journey towards where you are now. Like, wh- why would you be interested in giving your life in the ministry that you do? How did how did that come to be? Uh, you know, I, I think I kind of fell backwards into it. <laughs> I, uh, um, you know, I've always been interested in kind of the deeper topics of the faith. My mom was the the DRE at my hometown parish, and I remember a, a really crucial conversation with her. You know, I, I grew up uh, I grew up Catholic, and um, I think I had a, a natural holy fear that if I took the faith seriously, God would make me be a priest. <laughs> and so, um, you know, I kind of put off following my, my natural interests and the desires that God put in my heart for a while. But I had that crucial crucial conversation, like I was saying, with my mom when I was in college. And I remember sitting down with her, and I'd looked into psychology. I was interested in helping people. I'd looked into nursing um, with a desire to help people, and eventually had to take a theology class in college, because it was, it was a Catholic school, um, Bradcliffe University in Sioux City here. And I, I loved it. I just, I, I always enjoyed those deeper questions, and I'd have those with my mom or with my dad. But learning about it formally in a classroom setting, I, I really 
enjoyed learning the reasons why we do what we do as Catholics. Um, it just lit a certain fire. And like I said, I was really nervous that if I if I took that desire seriously, that that you know God would lead me down a path that I didn't want to go. And you know that was just my own my own fears and insecurities. But um, when I talked to my mom about it, I kind of said, you know, mom, I think. I'm kind of wondering if I should study theology. And, and as soon as I said that, my mom said, you know, John, I have been waiting your whole life for you to ask that question. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing and would make a mom happier. She set you up. And as soon as I asked it, these weights just came off my shoulders, and it just was this freedom um, of pursuit to, to go that direction. And there, there there were a lot of ups and downs, and I still had a lot of stupid that I had to get through. Um <laughs> But I, it did kind of start that journey, and I got connected with the campus minister and realized that I, I had no desire to teach, but I had a great desire to walk with people in faith. Um, and, yeah, lo and behold, that, that took me to the end of college. I got my degree through my application a few places and, and landed at O'Gorman High School in Sioux Falls, where I got to serve as the campus minister. What, um, what, what age kind of would you say? What, like, what, was, what age were you when you, you would say... That's that's the moment I I begin my adult relationship or my more mature relationship with God, where it became intentional on your part, where you said, "Yeah, I'm I'm Jesus's disciple, and I'm doing this." Yeah, thing. yeah. I would say uh, it took me about three years into ministry. <laughs> okay, but yeah. you know what? So I I asked that question on purpose because I yeah. and I, and I love when that you're honest enough to say that could. I mean, this is so important, John. Can tell tell us our listeners like, because they're probably thinking, "Oh, it was when I told mom I'm going to study theology," and or, it's all wrapped up in a little right, hole, right? So, you know. yeah. Tell, this is this is the nut of the thing right here. Tell us what, why, why three years into ministry? Why did it take that long? What and then what does it look like once you're you you make that intentional choice? Sure. Um, you know, I think there was a switch that happened when I stepped into ministry. Right. That went all through. Uh, college and all that stuff, I was learning about Jesus. But when I stepped into ministry, it was the, the first time, um, aside from the occasional retreat here or something like that, but the first time where I was daily proclaiming the name of Jesus. And and it just flipped a switch in my brain from, from studying a topic to, um, I, I guess, encountering a person, right? It, it just kind of switched this flip the switch in my brain where suddenly I go, oh, I really believe this person is real. I really believe Jesus is real. And that means something for, for my life. It means something for the way I behave. And, and I knew that in, in that moment when, when, that flip, when that switch flipped, um, I knew that I wasn't necessarily living in a way that um, was leading me uh, toward salvation. Um, I, I really realized that the person I was during the day proclaiming Jesus and the person I was when I went home um, we're at odds with each other, and there was a desire to reconcile that, which was painful. But I would say, yeah, two or three years in, you know, I've been proclaiming the name, and I just got fi- tired of the struggle and the, the the chasm that was that was developing between who I wanted to be and who who I was. And so, you know, use the name that Jesus, descriptor. Yeah, I, you use that descriptor yeah. about being real, more real. You know, since that moment, has has the adventure been more exciting? I mean, like I know it's probably more painful, but would you say that that it's it's and it leads then into your your public ministry now? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. You know, I've I've always had various desires on my heart. You know, and things that I always wanted to do with my life. 
and, and you know, my, kind of my own plan. And I found that in that moment when I realized Jesus was real, and I just want to do what I want my desires to be his desires, or his desires to be my desires, I guess is a better way to say that. I want what he desires for my life to become the true desire of my heart. And when I lean into that, I find that all of the hopes, the dreams, everything that I've, that I've desired, he's brought either to fruition or made even better than, than provided something better than what I hoped for. Yeah, the, the adventure's crazy. I mean, where I am, I couldn't have predicted, and it's a, a thousand times more fruitful, it's a thousand times more fulfilling, um, just and joyful than, than what I had planned. Isn't it, isn't it crazy? The, the God that we know and we worship, he, he either gives us exactly what we, we ask for, or it's always something better. And yeah. and it's so mm-hmm. funny about that. We live in fear. You know, we live in this fear that God's going to do me dirty, or I don't ask big enough because he's going to give me something less, or he's never going to give me what I want. But mm-hmm. if you actually go back across your life and you examine, and if you're bluntly honest with God, you discover every time I've asked, it's it's either been what I've asked for, or it's been something better. Now, initially when I asked for bread and it looked like stones, I mean, I thought God gave me stones, but if I actually take a bite, I realize, oh, this is the best bread I've ever eaten. You know, I mean, it's kind of mm-hmm. kind of a thing. The um, how, how does this then transition to what really what we want to talk about is your, your ministry here and through music and worship? Yeah. Um, so I, I've, I've always loved music. I was always in choir and jazz band and all those things growing up, but, uh, Something happened in high school uh, where I met a girl, <laughs> and I wanted to impress her, so I, I, I picked up a guitar, <laughs> and uh, and I realized that I could do, um, so I, you, I could sing and play music, and and it just go ahead. Were you, were you like Saint Francis, the, the troubadour, with your guitar, going through the hallways, composing <laughs> songs to this beautiful lady? <laughs> yeah, that's right. I, I would. That is not far from the truth. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it, it kind of ignited my, my love of playing an instrument and singing. Um, and just, yeah, over the years, I, I fell in love more with the opportunity to make music. And, uh, I, you know, flash forward, I'm in ministry, and I met a guy um, at a retreat who was a professional worship leader. And, you know, we kind of were just thinking around in the chapel and doing some worship, and he just looked at me and he said, John, you could do this professionally. And it just was an anointed... Holy Spirit-led moment where, um, you know, it's something I'd always desired, but always kind of had that feeling, who am I? Well, what, what know, were the, that, you know, this gentleman, what were, the, what were the qualities that he was identifying in you that said that, this, that, that you've got it? Um, well, I, you know, there, there's a level of um, natural talent, but I think the deeper level he noticed that I was, that I was following in the moment, right? Trying to follow what, what the Spirit was doing. Um, the spirit of the moment. I, I think he identified and said, you know, that's something that not everybody who um, gets in front of a crowd or gets in front of a group of people has the ability to follow the spirit in the moment. Yeah. Well, we are visiting with John Cons and uh, this great ministry that he's embarking on, and we'll hear more details about some of the things that uh, he has in the fire here as you're listening to Real Presence Live. We'll be back right after this. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. 
Do you want to make sure Real Presence Radio continues to receive your support in perpetuity? This can now be accomplished by establishing an individual endowment account in your name with a minimum gift of $10,000. A distribution will be made annually in your name to assure future generations will continue to hear the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ through the mission of Real Presence Radio. To learn more about establishing an individual endowment for Real Presence Radio, a gift which will last in perpetuity, please call me, Mike Kidrowski, at 701-290-4503. State tax credits may apply in some states. Let's get started. This is Dr. Ryan Sapo with Lumen Vision in Fargo. Lumen Vision specializes in pediatric eye care and vision therapy. We partner with a national infant eye exam program called Infant C, which provides eye exams for any baby under 12 months old. Many of the major childhood eye problems, such as lazy eyes, eye turns, and ocular diseases, can be detected in this early intervention exam. Infant C eye exams can be scheduled online at www.lumen.vision. Lumen Vision is a proud supporter of babies everywhere and a proud sponsor of Real Presence Radio. Hi, this is Mark Holcraft. And this is Dr. Joseph Holcraft. You know, Mark, Jesus asks 307 questions in sacred scripture. He has asked 183, of which he only answers three. What's the business with all of this questioning going on in the Bible? Well, Joe, there's a lot there, and we'll be ready to take that on. Tune in to hear about these questions and more on Awaken every second and fourth Wednesday at 7 a.m. Central here on Real Presence Radio Network. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back as we embark on our final segment here of uh, Real Presence Live. Father James Gross joined by Father Jason Leffer here in our Grand Forks studios. And we've been visiting with uh, John Cons, whom we were surprised to know is our um, our new kind of uh, expert for all things Blue Bunny ice cream. So we'll uh, have to look forward to that. You know, and then uh, too bad we're not one of those programs where they have the camera on here because Blake Ritterman, who works for Real Presence Radio, he just walked in the studio, Father Gross, and what happened? The guy looks exactly like our guest in terms of a picture on the website. So. Yeah, they could be identical twins here. So I, I, we thought he was playing a joke <laughs> on us and walking through the doors. We're interviewing him on, on the radio. It's all good. So let's kind of transition into um, the main parts that we wanted to talk about here. Tell us about um, your ministry in terms of practically how uh, what it looks like and, and how you are helping to support the missions of um, parishes, schools, uh, places like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, uh, you know, for for me, it's about partnering with the event. Um, I, you know, I have a few keynotes that I even list on my website. But generally, when I'm coming in, my my question to the uh, whoever whoever's lining me up to help out, um, give a talk or a place of worship or whatever it might be, my question always is, where where are you guys at? What do you need? Um, it's it's a desire to serve and, and to give of the, the gifts and talents I have. You know, everybody kind of. You know, whether you're in youth ministry or whatever it is, it, there's kind of that, that standard thing of, oh, if we just played the right music or if we just, you know, did the right personality, then it would fix everything. But for me, it, you know, it's really coming in and partnering with what they're doing because the truth is I'm going to be gone, you know, an hour, two hours, whatever, the end of the day, I'm going to be gone, and they still have to 
continue with the work that God was doing in their parish uh, to begin with. And so, yeah, I, I, my desire is always to offer what they need, and that can be a mixture of, of um, speaking and music, uh, running the retreat, whatever it might be, because you might have somebody who's excellent at thinking through what God is trying to do here and discerning what God is trying to do in this program, but maybe there's not a personality that that's in the parish that can stand up front and, you know, um, help to get the laughs, help to get the joy into the moment. They might just not have the skill set to be able to um, lead a group like that. And so just to offer uh, mm-hmm. the, the natural gifts that God has, has well, blessed me with. So, John, let's say that uh, Father Gross and I, we've got uh, 30 high school seniors, and we want to have a have a day event with them, and we're going to ask you to come in and kind of be the, the keynote or the guy who ties it all together. What, what would that look like, or what would we be expecting to experience when you, when you show up on the scene? Yeah, uh, I guess, I, like I said, it, it kind of depends on what, what the group is looking for, but if you guys are looking for... Let's say it's like a... You know, let's say we want... Uh, it's it's going to be from 9 o'clock till... Two o'clock, and it's a day re- recollection for these seniors. We're we're gonna we're getting them ready to maybe graduate or something. What? And we said, hey, John, could you come and and do a, a service for us? How? What would that look like? Yeah, to to fill kind of the the full day like that. Typically, it'd be be a couple of talks and some time for reflection and worship. Um, you know, there might be if it's over the lunch period. I think fellowship is a huge part of that too. So building in even guided discussion during the the meal, or even if it's a, it feels like a natural break. break. Um, one of the things that I believe in is having a real framework for the day, but then having that flexibility to go like, I, you know, I think I think the kids need a break. <laughs> I think they need to stretch and stand up. And so I've always got, a, you know, on the back burner being able to do some uh, small group builders, whatever it might be. And, and I'm a huge mm-hmm. believer in, too, if you teach them something, then at the end of every talk, there should be also an opportunity for them to process and relate what they talk with each other. So if I'm talking about the story of what God has done in my life, I always want to give them time to think about this is what God has done, you know, what has God done in your life? And then give them really a minute and say like, okay, now pick someone and share it. Because yeah. it has to always move from reception um, into kind of the gift back, which is, is entering into mm-hmm. that exercise and, you know, taking it from what I've learned to now how I can share that with another. With your musical background, I'm just kind of curious to know, um, are there any particular artists, let's say contemporary Christian or perhaps other genres that really have um, influenced you that uh, a person might hear uh, kind of notes and an homage to, you know, in, uh, in your ministry and your performance? Yeah, you know, I, I I have written some of my own music, and I would say that country <laughs> tends to kind of um, influence that. Of course, I was a big Backstreet Boys, you know, fan back in the day. So <laughs> that's amazing. I'll, I'll you would admit that in public. For you. That's that's great. Oh no, no, no! I wear that on my sleeve. You know, Father, <laughs> enough time is enough water is flowing under the bridge. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I I think for my personal music, but. You know, the other side of that, then, is I'm always looking for something that helps me to speak to God or understand how God is speaking to me. Um, so, you know, lyrically and, and choosing music, I'm, I'm always looking at the song, and is it more about what I'm doing or more about what God is doing? I, I would say that's kind of the big thing when I'm selecting music to come to an event. Sure. And, you know, I, 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 I've always loved this quote. There was a, a document that the bishops put out on the role of music in the liturgy, and they, they talked about... There was this one line in there that really grabbed my heart, and it said that 
God dwells in the heart, in the place where music takes its source. And so my aim in the moment, right, what that means to me is that if God dwells in that place where music takes its source, um, that gives me a place to search out, right? So the same place where when I hear a happy song, my soul is lifted, I hear a sad song, and, and I feel that sadness inside, that's the place that God dwells, it's the place He speaks. So I'm always trying to make that connection with people, that this is, this is a, the living God who is active in your life, and, and you can experience Him, and it's in that place where the music touches your soul. And, and so just to give them a place to encounter the God that is, in a sense, tangible, you know, in a sense, experiential, that they can really begin to identify and exercise, you know, just like any muscle, that, that if they know that, and then they have the opportunity to exercise it, that that ability to perceive God working in my life, speaking to me, touching my heart, uh, it just becomes that much more uh, attainable, practical, tangible, that I can experience God here and now. Great. Well, I appreciate your taking the time to uh, visit with us. I'm certainly looking forward to maybe finding some uh, YouTube clips and things here and there of uh, uh, seeing some of uh, seeing some of your work and and being able to spread the word for you uh, throughout a, a larger area with um, the various states that we reach here on Real Presence Radio. Um, how can people get uh, How can people get in touch with you? How can they learn more about about what you're up to? Yeah, I have a website. It's johncons.me, M-E, so it's J-O-N-K-O-N-Z dot me, and that's for my music and my speaking ministry. I'll also, too, give a little teaser. I am working on, um, in my time as a professional musician, I, am, I experience the reality that sometimes the professional development is, is not available for those who work in professional ministry. There were times where I was really hungry for someone to walk with me and just help me to know, like, what's the next step so I can grow, I can do my, my ministry better. Um, and really, and, and not just in the big, like, 10,000-foot view ways, but really practical. How do I work better as, as a professional in ministry in the day-to-day? So just sure. a little teaser that I'm working on some resources to help those who work in professional ministry to become, um, really to feel more confident stepping into that role and to have some more tools, tips, and tricks to do so with efficiency. Terrific. Well, John, thanks so much for taking time with us, and uh, all the best to you and uh, your young family and uh, your uh, ministry for the Lord. Thank you. And and go have some Blue Bunny ice cream on us. (laughs) (laughs) It's never too early for a good scoop of ice cream. There we go. Very good. Well, before we wrap things up today, let's uh, toss it down to Teresa in Command Central with a preview of our next show. On the next Real Presence Live... Monday, 9 to 11 Central, Nathan Sather and Tom O'Keefe are your hosts coming to you live from the Fargo studio. They will talk with Julia Maloney about a new book collection of Fulton Sheen's most prized works. Then Father James Mason of the Diocese of Sioux Falls will tell us about the mission of the new evangelization. All this and much more coming up on the next Real Presence Live, Monday, 9 to 11 Central. Back to you. Thank you very much. We'll certainly be looking forward to tuning in for that program, as well as all the other great programming available here on Real Presence Radio. Uh, At the end of the first hour, we talked a little bit about uh, Pope St. John Paul II, who uh, was uh, elected, installed in October of 1978. His um, feast day of the time of year is around those events, and who passed away on the vigil of um, um, uh, of, uh, the uh, um, Divine Mercy Sunday in, in 
2005. So for about 26 and a half years, had served as Pope. And I guess one particular thing that was really part of the revolution, and, you know, like with the Second Vatican Council wanting to um, um, get out of sort of a, a staid image of the church, its its institutions, its places, and things like that, and uh, something more dynamic about the impact of people investing themselves in the gospel. I think uh, John Paul II really helped out with that because in a prior time, a lot of people might hope to see or hear the Pope if they were going to Rome and played their cards right and stuff. And when you look at all of the thousands of miles he traveled, these all of these pilgrimages where any number of people, you know, were able to hear him in person, to see him, to pray with him. You know, he was one of the people who was seen by more human beings in person than any other person in human history. Yeah, I, I think they, I think they have said that that he is the single one person who in personally encountered the largest number of yeah. humanity in the, in ever, that ever existed. So Yes, yes. And what a wonderful example he was, you know, for us in every generation, but particularly those of us who really came to came of age during his uh, ministry. So thanks so much to all of you for listening and uh, sticking with us today. You know, the uh, gremlins of technology were, uh, were messing today. with us a little bit, but uh, we were able to prevail uh, as we wrap up our Real Presence live show for today. Stay tuned for more great programming on Real Presence Radio. With Women Made New with Kristalina Evert is coming up next. So on behalf of Father Jason Leffer, Father James Gross, wishing you all the best for you and your families. God bless you. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live. Local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.